Before we get into today's episode, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know by now, we're here to tell you that hockey has returned to ESPN. The NHL season has started back up, and that means you can stream your team's games on ESPN+. Plus, From the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning to the brand new Seattle Kraken. Subscribe to ESPN Plus so you don't miss a goal. In the crease, the ESPN NHL podcast with Linda Cohn and Emily Kaplan. Hey, welcome to In the Crease. That's Emily Kaplan. I'm Linda Cohn. A lot to talk about. Plus, we have a great guest talented superstar Florida Panthers defenseman Aaron Ekblad. He's coming on in just a few minutes, but Emily and I have something to say. I'll start, Emily. Um, I was in between the benches for the Kraken Islanders. I know, don't laugh. On paper, you would think not scintillating. Uh, Why would I lead off this podcast with that? But there are many reasons why. The biggest reason, the most newsworthy, Emily, is the fact, and I only know this because of the great, a guy that we know who does a great job for the athletic, covers the Kraken, Ryan Clark. He tweeted about it while I was in between the benches during the game, that there were scouts from seven teams, seven NHL teams, including the Avalanche and the Bruins and the Calgary Flames, just to name three, that were watching the players on the ice from the Kraken and the Islanders And I am not surprised, nor should you be. And as we approach, we're less than a month away from the trading deadline. And um, we all know the names. And I couldn't help, you know, of course, in between the benches, I'm observing the action on the ice. And, you know, I felt bad for the Kraken, even though they play hard. Don't ask me about Dave Haxtell. You know how I feel about that guy. Um, But the players still are playing hard. I was happy for the Islanders. They won a game. They look like the real Islanders from old. But I started thinking about the, you know, at least four guys I feel from, especially from the Kraken, will be gone. And about probably two or three guys from the Islanders could be gone in a few weeks. And one of them, a guy that was a headliner, Big Z, Sedano Chara. Um, who, of course, as we speak and as we talk, I know Thursday he'll break the record held by Chris Chelios for most NHL games by a defenseman. Uh, yesterday in the, against the uh, Kraken, he tied that record. Um, but this guy came to the Islanders, Emily, to win a Stanley Cup, another one. Okay, Of course, we know he won one in Boston. That's not happening. And now we wonder, will he leave at the age of 44 to try? to go to a team. And I say, yes, I know nothing. You probably know more, but I say, yes, go for it. Z you're 44 years of age. Go for it. That's your dream to win another cup, help a team out. Tis the season, Linda. That's what I say when I hear that there's seven scouts for a random Seattle crack in New York Islanders game. Um, Things are heating up. And the thing with Zidane Chara is I know that Lou Lamarillo is going to do right by him. Um, you know, for a Z, it's all going to be about fit. He has a family that actually stayed in Boston and he's commuting from Long Island to see them on off days. That's pretty challenging. So, yeah, and that was a big reason. One of the big reasons why I went back to the island. So right. because the family's close by and that he could do that. Correct. So it'll be interesting to see what type of interest he picks up because he'll be a lot. 
I, I hate to say cheaper and I hate some of these vernacular that we have to use around the trade deadline that makes the people to sound like commodities, but he'll be one of the cheaper contract wise options available. There are a lot of blue liners. Um, also in that Seattle game, I know that they were walk, watching Mark Giordano. Um, there's yep. a lot of questions whether he'll go somewhere. The one guy that like is probably not on your radar right now, but every year, Linda, there's like that one gritty guy that comes in in the bottom six and he's like the missing piece for the team that makes a really long run and yarn croak. Um, from Cal Yarncroak from the Seattle crack. And I know is getting a ton of interest. It's weird though, as I've been talking to people, um, they don't really know what's going on in Seattle. Um, they've kept things really tight lipped within that front office. Yeah. Uh, um, there haven't been many leaks from Ron Francis. So we'll see what happens. I think more interesting as well is what happens with the Islanders, because again, <laughs> talk about no leaks. That's Lou Amarillo and the way he runs a ship. But I have heard a couple of teams been scouting Semyon Varlamov. It's also going to be a pretty active goalie market. Um, the one interesting kind of wrinkle there is he's the only other Russian speaker on the roster besides Ilya Sorokin. And just to make sure that you're fostering a positive environment for Ilya Sorokin, do you keep him around for that reason alone? Yeah, and uh, also speaking of the island, there's another guy that's being uh, bantered about that you hear through the grapevine. Josh Bailey is another guy uh, that could be a goner uh, as well. You know, um, Kyle Palmieri, I mentioned during the broadcast, congrats to him and his wife, Ashley. They had their first child in early February, and he's been on a hot streak ever since. But if you remember, even though it hasn't been a great fit with the Islanders, at least during the two regular seasons, or almost two regular seasons, he did have a good postseason last year, Kyle Palmieri did with the Islanders. And, you know, if Lou can be talked into it, that's obviously one of Lou's guys, you know, gave him a nice deal to come to Long Island and play for the Islanders. That would be a guy that I'd be interested in, that kind of uh, guy that performs in the postseason, has experience. I definitely heard the Yon Kroc name, too, for the Kraken. But if I'm looking, I'm, if I want to look at Kraken players, yes, Mark Giordano, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I've been pumping him up to go to a team like the Florida Panthers because Aaron Eckblad can't do it alone. And we'll talk to him about that coming up. But um, you got this guy has a lot to bring. He's got leadership, production, intelligence, experience. I'm talking about Mark Giordano. He is dying to win a Stanley Cup. Dying. I know he's up there in age. He's 38. Uh, but also another guy that was visibly frustrated with the way the Kraken was playing. And this is how I know they care. Okay. Getting back to the team and the disappointment of this expansion team so far in the first year, Yanni Gord, Yanni Gord, man, you know, you go from the two time defending Stanley cup champions and you go to this team and he's just not used to it. He's just not used to the losing and the frustration and no one picking it up and doing it. But these guys try. So if I'm a team looking to contend for a cup, I'm trying to find a get a guy that cares, like Yanni Gord, who is still banging his stick, kicking the boards, which I witnessed during the game, everything, when things aren't going right. To me, that's the kind of guy I want on my team. I love those guys. Those are the sandpaper guys. Um, another name that you should keep an eye on, again, those guys that come out of nowhere and then become the Barclay Goodrow and Blake Coleman that put the Tampa Bay Lightning over the edge are Turi Lekkanen in um, Montreal and hearing that like they could even get a first round pick for Lekkanen. That's how many teams are in on him. Um, it's going to be an interesting trade deadline season, Linda, in general. And I feel like there's one team to me that kind of hold the keys. And I, I think it might surprise you. They're actually in your own backyard and it's the Anaheim Ducks who yeah. now are led by Pat Verbeek. 
And Verbeek comes into the job as a first-time GM and has to make some really hard decisions because Ricard Raquel, Josh Manson, and Hampus Lindholm, all three contracts are up this summer. Do you keep these guys around? Do you feel like you are confident that you can sign these guys? Or do you try to trade them and recoup some value while all the while there's still that slim chance that you guys can still make the playoffs? So I actually had the chance to talk to Pat. I'd never met him before. Uh, The little ball of hate, of course, when he was a player. Super nice guy, says he's matured from it. But Linda, this is someone who has worked for Steve Eiserman for the last like 15 years in front office behind the scenes roles. He is cut from exactly the same cloth. I got absolutely no information. He's going to <laughs> to the vest. He is um, he's very good at saying nothing and very good at deflecting the media. And that's exactly the way that Stevie Y built his organizations. I still gotta believe though that the ducks will make the postseason. I've been on the wagon since the beginning, you know. Um I still think they're going to find a way. Uh, good, uh, interesting. Ricard Raquel coming off a, a big game where they won in a shootout and they needed his earlier goal. And they needed a shootout goal for a big two points because they and the LA Kings, I have a feeling it's going to go down to the wire. I know I'm doing a, a game late in April, one of the last regular season games. It could be, it could be the last regular season game. I'm not sure. Ducks, Kings uh, on ESPN. And that's going to be huge. Um, because I think it's those two are going to battle for that final uh, playoff spot. But uh, yeah, the Hampus Lindholm thing, but I'm telling you, Ricard Raquel heating up at the right time. I don't, you know, he's been a little too inconsistent for me. Uh, I, I would see what I can get for this guy if I'm Pat Verbeek and it helps my cause, obviously, if he is uh, heating up at the right time uh, for sure. Uh, we've been promoting it, we've been talking about it. I'm glad you've been listening. Now it's time to bring in. One of the good guys, so talented, none other, star defenseman for the first place in the Atlantic, Florida Panthers, Aaron Ekblad joins Emily and I now on the In the Crease podcast. Hey, I'm not going to lie, what a thrill to have, what a superstar defenseman, none other than Florida Panthers star, Aaron Ekblad. Aaron, you know, when I talk to you, first of all, thanks for joining us, me and Emily on In the Crease uh, you know, you've been through a lot. I mean, before we get to the greatness and what's going on with the Panthers now, but you and and Jonathan Huberdo, a couple of the other dudes, you were there when it wasn't so great, when nobody was talking about the Florida Panthers. Can you give us and the listeners a perspective of, of what it was like back then and how different it is for you now? Uh, extremely different now. Obviously, uh, we're a fantastic team and there's a lot of winning going on. Um, but, uh, in the past it was that way and, and we weren't, uh, necessarily losing, um, that many games, um, the year after I got here, um, and the following year after that, we actually won the division. Um, so it wasn't always, you know, dark days, I guess you could say, um, we've had some fun here and, and there's been some losing, but we haven't been, you know, really, um, in the bottom of the league. So. I wouldn't say it's all bad in the past uh, for, for me and my time here. It's uh, It's been a lot of good learning experiences and playing with some uh, some great players for sure. Where you guys are at now, it does feel special and it feels like you guys are building something and, you know, being around your team and seeing what they're going to do for the trade deadline, it almost feels like you guys want to view yourselves as a destination. And I'm wondering if you think about it between living in Florida and obviously the gorgeous weather and the golf and the taxes, and then being on a team with a winning environment and culture that has such a good chance to win a Stanley cup. Like would there be a better place to play in the league right now than the Florida? 
Oh yeah, there's there is no better place, and we say it every day. We love it here. Um, me and Hubie uh, ride to the rink together, and he's got his uh, his Ferrari, and, and we just have the best time. We always, uh, you know, joke around that we have to pinch ourselves that we get to play here and and we get to win here. So, Aaron, I want to talk to you about the beginning of the year. I mean, major adversity. Uh, Joel Quenville gone. Andrew Burnett in. Bruno. Uh, takes over and uh, you make them feel right at home. Talk to me about the chemistry and and how that transition looks so easy. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, obviously, losing a guy like Q was was tough for us as a team. Um, but I think the fact that uh, Brew kind of studied under Q for you know a couple of years at least, um, he understood uh, the system that Q had in place for us. And I think uh, going into our, whatever it was, second or third year under that system, um, it made it easy for us. Um, so anyways, yeah, no, it just, uh, it definitely wasn't easy, but uh, Brew did a fantastic job coming in, um, tweaking some little things that he wanted to tweak, um, keeping almost everything the same um, otherwise. And um, as a team, we just kind of came together and, and wanted to you know, do our best and make it uh, a seamless transition. So I covered your game last week in Minnesota and just being around the team, it struck me of just what a diverse team it was of veterans and rookies of, you know, Europeans and North Americans, everyone kind of fit a role. And the one personality though, what I got to learn about him and I was so surprised, but impressed. Um, I don't know if you know where I'm going to go with this, but it's Anton Lindell, the rookie. Um, he's just 20 years old. And all I kept telling people were saying is that he was just mature beyond his years. And like Bill Zito, your GM even said that when he was living with Sasha Barkov, that Anton was more of the alpha in that relationship. And it was just like mind blown to me. Like, how could the rookie be the alpha to the captain? So can you just share a little bit about this kid and what makes him so special? Yeah, Lundy's great. Um, he does almost seem like he's a veteran. Uh, even in the soccer game, he never wants to go out uh, when he's out. So we always joke around that uh, that he's a little bit more of a veteran than he is. But uh, he's a fantastic player. Um Obviously, he does a great job on the ice. Um, I'm pushing for him. I think he's going to be, you know, up there in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. Um, he's a great guy off the ice, just likes to, you know, have fun and, and be a normal guy. But uh, he's also very serious about his craft and, and wants to be as uh, as good as he can on the ice. So, um, you know, nobody better than, than Barky to lead the way for him on that. You know, speaking of on the ice, uh, your game, I mean, you're such a wildly veteran and you just turned 26, which boggles my mind. Uh, um, and you've been in the league. I mean, you were a teenager. And what have you learned? Like, what are some of the biggest lessons you talked about earlier, who you learned from and gained experience? Who really helped you along the way to become the great defenseman that you are at the ripe young age of 26? Oh, well, a guy actually I saw um, in Chicago last week, uh, Brian Campbell, after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to go give him a big hug, even though I was all sweaty. Uh, he's, <laughs> uh, he's one of the – he was wearing a suit too, poor guy. But, uh, no, he's one of the guys that uh, helped me early on, um, just helped me understand the, uh, the little things of what you need to do day in and day out to play in the league for a long time. And um, him, Willie Mitchell, um, we had Sean Thornton here. Uh, Willie was like a father to me um, or a, a very, very older brother uh, <laughs> that, I, that I lived with my rookie year. Um, you know, there's a lot of different guys and, and those two guys um, the most uh, taught me, you know, what it is to be 
uh, I'm a hockey player, a man, a pro in this league, and and uh, yeah, pretty uh, grateful that I I got to spend so much time with those guys. Wish it was more. Mm. Got another legend on your team right now, and I don't know how much you're soaking in from him, but it's Joe Thornton, who is just. Yep. I mean, we talk about hockey history. He's you know on Mount Rushmore of personalities. So I need to ask you your favorite Joe Thornton story. Like your buddies at home, and they're like, "What's he really like? What's the story that you share?" Oh, I mean. There's no like specific story, but um, we we sit together on the plane. Um, him, uh, Huberdo, myself, uh, Weeks, and Mason Marchman would play poker together, and I mean it's it's nonstop the entire flight, just laughs, and <laughs> uh, it's it's underrated how important that is when uh, maybe maybe you don't feel um, your best on the ice that you get to have a laugh off the ice and, and hang out with the boys yeah. and have fun. I think, uh, or even after a loss, you, you almost forget about it instantly. Cause you know, he'll pull the tunes out, um, <laughs> we'll be, you know, having fun playing poker, um, shooting the shit for lack of a, a better phrase, um, the whole time. And, and he's awesome and we love it. He's, uh, he's like a big kid. We have the most fun for sure. <laughs> Task a follow up on that because I think that's such an important thing of just being allowed to have fun and smile. Because, like, I feel like there's certain teams, and if they're in a losing stretch or you have a bad game, and I hear guys just feeling like they have to, you know, act a certain way or, you know, you can't be perceived as, you know, you're not taking it seriously. So, where does that come from? Like, is that from the leaders in your locker room? Do you think that's from the front office and management? Like, why do you feel that your team is that way? Um, well, I mean, obviously, Joe makes it easy to have fun at, at all times. We're a fantastic team, so dwelling on one single loss or one single play would be, you know, a detriment to our team. Um, it's not that we don't take the game seriously. It's that uh, it's important to for, forget about things and, and learn from the situation and, and uh, you know, approach the next situation with a positive mindset. And I think that uh, um, it helps that, you know, the guys that, you know, are leading that charge have been through pretty much every situation. And, and aren't taking the game for granted or anything like that. We're just uh, just trying to move on and and uh, do better next time, but also have fun and, and realize that we're we're in the NHL um, in our primes, having the time of our lives, and um, you know it should be fun. One of those guys that appears really focused, more focused than I've ever seen him, or at least in quite some time, is your goaltender Sergei Bobrovsky. Aaron, talk to me about him and the commitment that he's made uh, to his game, to this team, and the results that he's getting. Yeah, Bob is uh, is a workhorse. Um, nobody works harder than Bob. Um, I don't even know if, if Barkov works harder than Bob, but it's uh, they're both you know neck and neck in terms of of who you want to to lead the charge for your team. Um, they do everything it takes to win. And uh, it's unwavering whether they're getting the results or not. They're going to, you know, continue on that path. And uh, it's great for a team of some young and old guys to see that. It's great for me to see that. Um, and it's something that, uh, you know, I've tried to adopt into my daily life. So uh, Bob's a fantastic leader. He's a great goalie. Um, and he's doing great things for us. And, and we love to see it. He's obviously uh, a huge, huge part of why we're winning. Yeah, Linda mentioned, like, we feel like you've been in the league forever. You debuted so young and now you're 26. You just turned 26. We hear you're about to get married this summer. 
Um, you think you did a great job, congratulations, of uh, incorporating the younger players. But I'm just curious, do you have any like get off my lawn moments where you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> kids these days? <laughs> wow, no, uh, no, not at all. Because I, like I said, I'm not uh, like Mason Marchman. I think is older than me. Um, uh, it just so happens that you know I was lucky enough to play uh, at a little bit of a younger age. So I don't, I don't treat those guys like that at all. Um, at least I hope I don't. I hope they don't think I do. Um, it's important for me to think that uh, you know we're all in it together. You know, people who dissect Stanley Cup contenders, and let's face it, you're one of them. I always say, and I say this a lot, I really hope you win this division because I'm scared for you. And I know I'm not on the team as much as I'd like to be, but I've, you know, you know the whole Tampa thing, staring at you in the face, the mindset of you guys. I mean, you know, what is it? I mean, I know no one will remember you winning a division, but maybe it can help you win a playoff round. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, to win, you kind of got to go through the best at some point or another, whether it's the first round or not. So um, if that happens to be the case, then, then we'll visit that, uh, that animal, that monster when we get there. And, uh, you know, I feel confident that we're going to find our way through. How can I follow up there? I just one more. Like what, how do you do that? Like, how do you, not that they're demons, but the history, how do you wrap your head around that where, you know, in your mind, God forbid, if you get off to a bad start in a series in the first round, how do you not go back there? Uh, well, I mean, for me, I was kind of watching it from the sidelines, so I'm going to be leaning on my teammates in that situation. Um, right. I wasn't necessarily in the room um, for those games last year. But, uh, you know, I just hope to bring, I guess, a fresh set of eyes to the situation and uh, work my hardest, <laughs> block the shots and, and score the goals and, you know, do what we need to do to win. The last question I have is it's such a long season and you talked about playing poker on the plane, but I can't imagine you play poker every single minute of every single plane trip and every single hotel. So maybe you do, but what are some of the books or Netflix shows or podcasts this year that have either given you the most smiles or the most inspiration or just helped you get through? Uh, big TV guy. Um, nice. So, so I, you got. I, I watched that man in the in the arena. If you're if you're talking inspiration wise, um, yes, that's a good one with, with Tom Brady. Right. Um, really, really. I love when he drops f bombs, Aaron. Isn't it great to hear Tom's drop some yeah. f bombs? I Why not? It. Right? He's <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Ozarks. I mean, I don't really watch yes. a lot of that that stuff for motivation. It's more to um, escape. So uh, April the Ozarks, 29th. April 29th. Part two of season oh, yeah? four. Nice. Yay. I, I, I was so that. excited. I'm Perfect sorry. The I playoffs. There you go. Yes. I'm so obsessed. Yes. Great. Perfect. I want to tell you that. I'm trying to think of some <laughs> others, but I, I'm just kind of drawing a blank right now. I have one more. Um, you got this, like, as we speak on this podcast, you've scored goals in four straight games now. Uh, a dazzler yesterday, by the way. Um, and, it, it, you know, what to you, you do you get more satisfaction of? I mean, because now you're up against uh, Thursday, you face a red hot Patrick Line, a guy you're going to be on the ice at the same time with. And then you got Edmonton over the weekend with those dudes, Dreisaitl and McDavid. But scoring goals like you have, what's the feeling like with both of those things? What's more exciting for you? What's more satisfying? Um, well, I, I know yeah, Patrick Line is pretty hot. And I think uh, two of my turnovers 
uh, started out that hot streak or at least contributed to it in some way recently. So last time we played Columbus, so I'm, I'm looking to earn some redemption there. Um, no, scoring goals is great, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm paid to be, uh, um, you know, a defenseman first. And um, when I have the opportunity to jump in the rush, like I did last night and, and was able to shoot and got lucky that it went in. Um, that's uh, <laughs> That's that's part of the game, obviously, for me being offensive. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely want to take care of my own. All right. Well, we really appreciate your time, Aaron. We wish you the best of everything. Enjoy this incredible journey you're on, and uh, and have fun and laugh. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and sorry for being late. Oh my gosh, no! You can tell tell our audience why you're late. It's a very hockey answer. I was taking a nap. Swear to God. <laughs> more Canadian Aaron please our thanks to Aaron Ekblad who also had great stick to because um he <laughs> minutes late because uh he was napping and he was also having wi-fi issues and I feel like there's so many athletes just like whatever I'm done with this but he had to connect two to three different times and stuck with it and that type of perseverance so it makes him a great not only that as he was doing that trying to find a spot in his home we got a little mini tour of the upstairs, downstairs. If you're paying attention, Emily, we got to see a lot of the place. It was very well decorated. I think whoever is interior design advising is, um, whether it's him, his fiance, someone else, uh, they know what they're doing. Exactly. I love that. I knew you loved what he said about being able to smile and laugh on that team. And yes, being around the team last week, I was there for two days because they came and they had practice in Minnesota. And then the day of the game, um, I could tell there was just this vibe around the team. Like Andrew Brunette organized like a shimmy hockey game, shinny hockey game for the coaches after the more uh, the practice the day before. Bill Zito, the GM, he's around. He's just kind of like, he's so excited and passionate and you can just feel it in that team. But Joe Thornton, and there's just certain players on every team that bring it in. And Joe Thornton is that guy. And I feel like Aaron is so right. That's an underrated aspect to have. Like Zito told me that when they won that big game against the Carolina Hurricanes, um, Ekblad scored in overtime to win it. It was Joe Thornton who was injured, who was the one that was leading the chant in the locker room. And like moments like that, I just think make great teams because it shows they have great chemistry. Yeah, and, and absolutely. Um, and plus he's the elder statesman. Plus he's fun. So he's the big brother. He fills all those roles in that dressing room. And that's significant when you're talking about a contending team like the Florida Panthers who are going on this run. And you always hear those stories about teams that go on to win Stanley Cups that have that kind of Joe Thornton kind of character, Joe Thornton kind of player, a guy that really wants to be there and is grateful for every day that he's still playing hockey. And it has a major effect on young players like Aaron Ekblad, like players younger than him. But, you know, when you think about what they still need, and, you know, he wasn't going to give me a real answer because, he, you know, he, which I found fascinating. Multiple times during our interview, Emily, did you notice? He said, you know, we have a great team. He's, he was complimenting his own team, like saying how great they are. And a lot of times, and I know you know this, you know, players are a little cautious. You know, so far everything's going well, da-da-da, if everything goes, you know. But multiple times. They're not shying away from how good they are. They know they're good. And that's confidence. That's correct. Yeah, it's not cockiness. It's confidence and confidence. That's right. And they have high expectations. And I know everyone's like, oh, Linda, they haven't won a playoff series. And, you know, they're not even looking at that. They're looking at winning a Stanley Cup. You know, so um, I thought that was interesting. But I still feel they can add depth uh, to the back line. You know, because they and I and right, they'll have a, as we've talked about earlier uh, in earlier podcasts in this podcast, 
there'll be a lot of defensemen available at the trading deadline. The Giordanos, the Nick Lettys, the Lynn Holmes, uh, guys like that. But, uh, you know, I like the Lettys and the Giordanos more, but, you know. Do you know what's interesting is I do think that Bill Zito for weeks now, maybe months, has been trying to get a blue liner. I think it's been kind of a quiet market to this point. Ben Sherrod is the other guy we haven't mentioned. He's yes. Garner yes. from Montreal. Um, yes. He's going to get a, a depth blue liner. And I, I think the other aspect of it, and I kind of hinted this with a conversation with Aaron, um, is that they want to view themselves as a destination. And then they're like, why won't guys take less to come for a chance to win here like they do in Tampa Bay? Why wouldn't Claude Giroux want to come here when he has all of the top contenders, you know, asking for him? Why wouldn't we be the best? And I really feel like they've earned that status because, A, being in Florida, of course, is a great place to live and play. The guys all like it. But B, because of that culture that they've built. And I think that culture was tested earlier in the year, um, you know, with the adversity of Joel Quenville having to resign under such short notice and Brunette taking over. And, you know, at first, Brunette just needed to be a leader, not a coach. Um, but now that he's actually having to coach and put a stamp on the team, um, they look as strong as ever. Like they haven't taken any steps back. Yeah. I mean, he's earned now uh, the contract extension, correct? I mean, he hasn't gotten that. Yeah. I talked to Zito about it there. Um, he wants to see him for a full season and a full playoffs. And he said, there's okay. a world that aren't worried about it though. Me and Andrew Burnett. So I get the sense okay. that unless it's a colossal fail in the playoffs, you know, and if they lose in the first round again, maybe you do, you know, re-run. maybe you look around, right. He should be the coach next year, which I think is a positive sign for the Florida Panthers because I mean, look at them. And I know Aaron told us it's not going to matter and you want to go through the best, but Emily, I still believe they should, if it works out where they win the division, that will be a blessing. Because you want to get one round under your belt and win a playoff series. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself. There are the results. And then there you go. But if you have to face the lightning again in the first round, I mean, everyone, I don't care what other playoff matchups are going on. Everyone's going to be talking about that one. Mm -hmm. Everyone, you're, you're going to have to block out every piece of noise talking about you facing Tampa. It'll be and I, it'll be just I just you know and even if it's like facing Toronto I mean there's another team that is a misfortune in the first round which would be kind of funny that both if Florida somehow plays T uh, Toronto in the first round two two franchises that have had very little success winning in the first round of the playoffs but yeah if I'm Florida I'm keep pounding keep pushing forward keep playing your game finding all different guys' ways to win and uh, win that division. Uh, but then, as you know, don't think, oh, I win the division, so now it's going to be easy peasy. No, it's not. So, you know, it's a tough road being in that Atlantic division. I'm not going to lie. You know, people say the Western Conference is tough, and it is. But we've seen this year out of the Metro, and especially that Atlantic. That is a tough road. Tough road. It is a tough road. Um, there's just quickly, before we end this podcast, I want to talk about the Minnesota Wild because I was in Minnesota yes. for that game against the Panthers. And Linda, it had big game energy. It really felt like it of like, these are two of the most skilled teams, the fastest teams in the league. Um, the Panthers, though, I mean, the Wild came out for 10 minutes and looked great. And then all of a sudden, the Panthers just asserted their dominance. But I feel like Wild fans just have this complex right now that not enough people are talking about them. So 
I just want to share a few stories, specifically Matt Boldy, um, who I know we want to get on the podcast in the future. Great kid, Linda. I had a chance to meet with him in Minnesota. Really good buddies with Trevor Zegras and all of those guys in the program. Nice. So I texted Trevor and I was like, what should I know about Matt? And he's like, fun personality. The thing about Matt is he's always in the right place and he always finds those spots and he has an unreal finish. And that's the thing about Matt that you notice of why he's having so much success is he just finds himself in the right spots. Something interesting Matt told me, I said, what's one thing you're focusing on this year? And he said, playing with more pace, I have a tendency to slow things down. And you look at the Minnesota Wild and how fast they're playing, you can't do that there. Um, And then the other funny thing is that he's been living with Jordan Greenway. Um, Greenway's been charging him rent. He says he's been very fair, considering he's on his track. (laughs) However, um, every night they watch a lot of NBA and basketball. Matt's like, I don't really like the NBA that much, but I don't really have much of a choice. I'm glad that's funny. That's funny. I'm glad you brought up the NBA because I got to interview Matt Barzell from the Islanders in between periods. And uh, he is a big, big basketball fan. There's two things that he's big fans of besides his incredible skill at playing hockey, obviously, Mm -hmm. is fashion and basketball. And he loves watching the NBA. Mm -hmm. And he got into the Brooklyn Nets. But his favorite player, even before he had come to the Brooklyn Nets, now he's on Philadelphia, James Harden. Mm -hmm. So I asked uh, Matt Barzell, like it was that last question before I let you go, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what did you think of this trade, James Harden to Philly? You like it? You asked that in the broadcast. Like, no, yeah, I asked him that during the game. <laughs> I love it. I asked him that during the game, in between periods, before I let you go. You know, and I and he's like, then he was like, it was a serious answer. He said, I didn't like it at all. I think he should have stayed in Brooklyn. I was not happy. I don't think it's a good fit. You know, blah blah blah. And I'm like. Okay, great. I missed this. I caught some of your broadcast, but I got to go back and watch this. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he really, like, was into it. So, it's always fun to hear what other sports or, like, when you asked Aaron what other shows. I got too excited. I know I get obsessed. I told you this. When I'm into a show, I'm all in. And I went through, as I predicted last week, I told you I'd be done with uh, Ozark, like, like, you know, the weekend. And then then I got the news, part two of season four comes out April 29th. And so I was just hoping Aaron would say Ozark. And I'm like, yes, I can tell him the good news that just came out today. I love it. You seem genuinely <laughs> excited. All right, Linda, <laughs> before we wrap up, I want to ask what's on your schedule. I've got, starting on Saturday, we've got- Well, are you asking me or are you- t- well, are you I was going to tell me first that it's whatever. <laughs> Because I'm vain like that. I'm going to ask you, but first talk about me. Starting on Saturday, we've got nine straight weeks of Saturday ABC games, which is super exciting. Great. It begins in Pittsburgh, Rangers at the Penguins. I'll be reporting, not ringside, at the arena um, with some reports. I'm so excited. I think I got a little intimidated when I realized, okay, goodbye, friends and family. Probably won't see you for the rest of the year from traveling every Friday to Sunday, but what a cool opportunity to showcase our sport. And we've got some good matchups, including this one. I'm so pumped to see the Rangers finally live this season because I haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, no, great. I'm really happy for you, Emily. It's just so great. Uh, Well-deserved, all your hard work, you know, and you're getting uh, to showcase that. And I'm happy for our family of networks, you know, too, uh, that it's going and that the great matchups, you know, it's so funny. I think you mentioned the matchups and they are great on ABC. Um, the flyers twice early. We'll get past it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think about like, you know, when ESPN and Monday night football, we always got the crappiest matchups, yeah. you know, and not that I was a part of it, but just watching it as an NFL fan, 
but that changed. But instantly we get hockey back and we're getting great matchups, you know, on ABC and all that. So, no, that's going to be fun. And of course, I'll be watching because it's the Rangers. So, you know, I'll be watching you. And um, and so the other thing is uh, uh, my schedule uh, is pretty simple. Uh, what I can think of is I will be hosting in the crease for the rest of the week, um, Thursday and Friday uh, off the weekend. So the greatest hockey highlight show on ESPN Plus. Check it out. And then uh, and then we'll talk next week. I can't wait. Okay, before we let you go, we want you all to go please check out Swagoo and Perk, a new ESPN podcast led by its namesake host, former NFL veteran and analyst Marcus Spears, he's Swagoo, and NBA champion and analyst Kendrick Perkins, Perk, with new episodes every Tuesday morning. Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest NBA and NFL news, as well as a look inside their lives career journey with can't-miss conversations and welcome in top sports and celebrity guests. That's Swagoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.